top of the morning to you and all you listeners. It's Gratitude Friday here live in the East End Boise studio. I am the handsome half of Spain in the Basque country. Yes, I was going to say I'm the handsome half of the Paul and Mike podcast. We are wrecked. Yes, you are. And we're just a couple of dads who lost a kid way too early. And I'm happy that this has finally happened. Michael is across the pond from us in Spain. And he's riding some kind of crazy trail for reflective purposes. And he's joining us with his daughter, Ashton, who's also on the ride. So can't wait to get caught up. Good morning to you both. And good afternoon to you. Ah, yes. Good call on the difference. It's uh, 20 minutes to 5 p.m. on our side of the world, and it's, what, 8.40 there? Is that right? Pretty good math, yes. And Um, you guys uh, spent the day writing. Is that true? We did. We were probably on the trail four hours today. Yeah. So, yeah, we're day four about 90 miles in which feels like 190 um, (laughs) because it's just been an interesting every um, day is about 100,000 challenges yeah just new challenges that I don't know if we could have prepared for them but we'll share a few with you So it's not so much the mileage, it's the experience that has been a challenge for a lot of reasons. Um, But that's kind of why we're doing this, is is for the challenge. But even though we had a bit of a come to Jesus, I don't know, reflective conversation today while we were getting poured on in the rain going, Mm -hmm. why are we doing this exactly? (laughs) For that challenge. Yeah, and it... Yeah, we have to remind ourselves, like, we were built to do hard things, and sometimes in the, out there, when you're hungry and tired and cold, because we've had all that at the same time, or you take the wrong trail, or you are in, yeah, there's all kinds of stuff, so we'll give you some kind of day-by-day highlights if you want. Yes, I would look forward to hearing those, and it kind of gives a new light to the day-at-a-time approach. Every day, you have a new chance in the morning. Yep, absolutely great Nice uh, perspective on that. I don't know, Ashton, you want to kick it off, start it off? What do you think? Um, the first day is the worst day of my life. <laughs> <laughs> what? Um, so the first day was... Ashton's a bit of an exaggerator. <laughs> it was really brutal. Um, we learned very quickly that the trail was definitely designed for hiking. And... Apparently, St. James did not ride a bike. On probably. Probably not. Um, no. Who... That wasn't in the guidebook. We, we just assumed he was riding a mountain bike, but apparently he walked. Carry on. Yeah. So the first, I, I don't know how many miles fall were, but the first little trek was very rocky, very steep, and I underestimated how much I'd be using my arms to 
push my bike uphill <laughs> rather than my legs. Um, right. Shared some tears after the first, I, I did with myself, I shared tears <laughs> uh, for the first hill. And then it got better for the middle part of the day. But even before we started riding, so we, we get to the hotel the night before, we unpack our bikes that we're mm. renting. See, I, I don't even remember any. Yeah, it's all a blur. And, and pull them out and put them together. And my bike, front tire lever it, or front brake lever is like broken, basically. Um, apparently broken in transit. So the first morning of our ride, we were hoping to kind of get an early start. Well, we have to find a bike shop to see if they could fix our bike. And then we go in and they don't speak English. And we don't speak Basque. And so that was English. that was a whole experience in itself. But by the time we left, they kind of fixed it ish, but now it's broken again. Um we we were we were best friends with them, even yeah. though we couldn't speak the language. We got a good picture with them. They were they were a fine couple that helped us out. Now do you need that, that front brake? Seriously? <laughs> yeah. You know, going downhill, yeah, I really rely on that front brake to help things but yeah it's better that's broken than my back break for sure yeah and so we got on the trail late on the first day go ahead no go ahead and I insist. we had that <laughs> we we reserved a place for the first night and it was 30 miles away and i was thinking well 30 miles isn't bad we have all day to get there. All day to get there, 30 miles. And we didn't anticipate the amount of climbing and just the sheer, like, rocks and trail that we had to navigate both uphill and downhill where we had to end up. We ended up pushing the bike a lot. So after the first hill, there's this water fountain. And I see <laughs> somebody like maybe splashing their face or whatever, this water fountain. So when I get to the top of this hill, and this is after Ashton's first crying episode, and we pull over, nice view. Crying a few tears. Okay, a few tears. Go over to this water fountain, and I just fill up my water, and I'm just slugging down the water, just just thirsty. And then he notices. And then Ashton says, you see that you see huge that sign that says that's not potable water? <laughs> not potable water. <laughs> And so I was like, oh, it's probably fine. Okay, so that's... Well, no, I think you, for, felt, you felt dumb. And you were like, it'll be fine. I'm fine. Yeah. <laughs> Thought about gagging myself right there to give it out. But I was like, ah, oh, it's fine. So foreshadowing, by the way. So anyway, we make it through the first day. And it was it was a butt kicker. We were wiped out for yeah, sure. A lot of beautiful things. Was that... Or the shuttle boat, and oh. and there was there was multiple times where we would um, be cruising along, and then we'd come up to a huge mountain or like a huge staircase, and <laughs> local people would see us with our bikes and immediately like stop us and say like no 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 impossible <laughs> impossible <laughs> like do not keep going because we're following the yellow arrows everywhere like where the Camino is. And the first app that I've been using doesn't really differentiate bike routes versus um, walking routes. So we're just like, we'll follow the yellow arrow. And so we come around this corner, cruise along, everything's good. And we get around and we see the stairway to heaven. Like literally these <laughs> stairs probably went 
400 endless stairs yeah and super steep um off and you could coast. see right on the coast and really narrow at the top and so we go about three stairs up and we're kind of like pushing the bikes and i'm thinking i don't know what else to do because like i don't know you know and this yeah like ashton said this um man and his family comes down and in little English that he had. And as a, basically our understanding was do not go up there. <laughs> <Idiots>. <laughs> that you, that, you do not dig bikes up there. Silly and Americans. That, that's happened to us, uh, I don't know, three or four times. Like we'd start just following the yellow arrow and then some local will stop us and go, uh, no, 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 impossibly or whatever. <laughs> and so we've, I guess the first day learned alternate routes. And so we found a different app that shows us the bike routes. And so that's been helpful, especially today, um, <laughs> because not all routes were made for bikes, for sure. Well, good. So that was day one. Some good progress. Day two. What was day two? Was that the Deba day? Yeah. Uh, we thought we had an easy day. Yeah. So we were so wiped out. That's the first day. Day two, we thought, well, we're going to take it easy. We're only do like 15, 17 miles, somewhere in there. It was a really nice ride. We did the alternate routes, kind of following the coast, pretty pictures. We thought, okay, we're going to get into town about 1.30, have some lunch, check in at the at the Albergue, which is, you know, the hostel for pilgrims, right? Mm-hmm. And it opens at 3. So we go to 3 o'clock and we go in and check in. And she tells us that bikers can't check in until 6.30. Um, because they give preference to the walkers, which, okay, makes sense, but we didn't know that. So another learning experience. Well, we checked back in at 4 o'clock, and basically they're full. And every hotel in the in the town is full. There's no other place. Which is like one other hotel. It's very small. Yeah, because it's like a coastal town. So there was literally no place to sleep, and we are scrambling big time, like, and I'm uh, honestly, like, I was starting to look under bridges, like, we could sleep under there for the night and stay dry. You we'll, said, could we find a tent? Can we buy a tent? <laughs> like, we're <laughs> in serious, desperate mode, like, going, we don't even know where we're going to sleep tonight. Like Silly so gringos. Silly yeah. So, <laughs> so we go back to the municipality that we talked to earlier and just said, okay, are there any other options? And she says, well, I know a guy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> let me try it. I, I can call this let number. Me, let me call this number. So she calls this number. She's speaking in, in Basque and, and gets on the phone. And then she asks me my name. I say Mike. And she says all this stuff in Basque that I can't understand. And then says Mike. And then she hangs up the phone and she goes, okay, you you have a reservation. It's in the next town over. Um, she, and she writes down the, the his name and the address in her own handwriting gives it a flippy you know on a sticky note (laughs) and says there's a bus leaving in 10 minutes it was like the amazing race we're like well where's the bus you know stop and so we rush out of there go to the bus stop you know we're there like three minutes before the bus arrives we get on throw our bikes in there we're like balancing our bikes as we're standing and we're you know in the way in everybody's way we're driving on this bus to the next town (laughs) <laughs> which is what 20 minutes away I yeah because yeah, there's two towns yeah it was 
one time in between. And so then, so then we arrive and we get into the town and we're looking, we're trying to decipher her handwriting. Like, so we're plugging in like letters that look like the letters that she wrote and we get close enough to see, okay, I think it's on this street and it's like number 21 or something mm-hmm. like that. Right. So we get on the street and we're looking and there's no hotel or anything, right? But we find 19 and then we go past it and 23. And so we're like on the sidewalk, we got, well, 21's got to be back here. And so we're starting to get close to a door that has 21 and there's no marking of any hotel or hostel or anything like that. And all of a sudden out of nowhere, we hear a voice that says, Mike? I'm not kidding you. Like, and it's been so chaotic that it was, might as well have been God. <laughs> God speaking to us out of the hotel. Like, out of the, and we're like, yeah. And we look, and there's like this intercom, and we can't see him or anything, but. He must and, have seen us. And I say yes, and all of a sudden, like, the buzzer comes and it opens the door, and we go in. And it's just like this empty lobby, no, no directions of where to go. And even the floors, like the only thing we can decipher is there's a P and on our, the name of the person starts with it's Pachi. So it's the first name is P. So we're like, well, maybe it's the third floor. So I go up to the third floor and she, Ashton stays down with the bikes. And I go up there and elevators like all rickety and stuff and it opens up. <laughs> and then once I get up there, then a door opens up. And this big guy that very friendly, very friendly, didn't speak really any English. We all bath kind of, I mean, he could have been like a, a double on like a mafia movie or something. Like he was <laughs> kind of big and, and intimidating. So he opens the door and, and, and we're kind of trying to communicate, but basically he shows us into this actually a n- nice room that we, we were able to stay in for, for the night. And uh, and then Ashton got up. We got our bikes up there somehow after he carrying carrying <laughs> them up four flights of stairs. Uh, but he was super friendly. Um, I think that's that's the other thing too. Is like the people that we've encountered have been really great and like gracious, extraordinarily nice. Yeah, like not and, typical that we would. And thank God because we've needed a lot of grace on this. <laughs> journey so far. Well, that's good news. I hope that ripples over to uh, our country. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, was that day two? Yeah. Um, was today day two? No. no oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, remember the foreshadowing from earlier. So, <laughs> the water. In the middle of the night, when we're staying in this, this place that we got lucky and found, um, the gastrointestinal um, <laughs> system <laughs> started working overtime, and I spent a lot of that night in the bathroom. Oh boy! Bathroom, by the, by the way, and woke up just miserable feeling. And luckily, we had already arranged a town. Was it eight miles, nine miles away um, from where this town was? Yeah. So we had a par- fairly short ride, and because we were staying um, with a friend's um, relative, and had that arranged for this stuff, so we only had a short journey on day three, and we get there, and it's in a small bath town called Marquina, and stayed with this family, and they were amazing, so great. Um, spoke 
good English. So we had some great conversations. Um, they walked us around the town and I've just probably this morning really has finally kind of kicked my gastrointestinal issue um, away. <laughs> they gave you medicine. Yeah, they gave me medicine. I, I didn't know what it was. I had breakfast or had broth for dinner. Um, but they were such a great family. So they hosted us last night. Excellent. Which was good. And then today we made it from there to almost Bilbao. We're in a town. What's it called? Dario, which is just outside of Bilbao, which kind of gets us out of the more mountainous country into some more flat land, flatter land for a while and get back to Bilbao where Ashton studied in 2020. So she's dying to get into the big city and go see some of her old stomping grounds. And find five guys. Oh yeah, and there's the five guys. There's the five guys in Bilbao. Yeah. And that's the other thing, like the whole, like, obviously language, the physical toll, um, and, and navigation, all that. But, you know, food is also very different in the Basque country. Um, and and something we're not used to. So today on our way out of town, I went grocery shopping and (laughs) grabbed a small thing of peanut butter and jelly and some bread. And we had a little picnic alongside the road with peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and they tasted pretty darn good. So food has been a challenge for us getting something that we can fill our bellies. Excellent. So So have you seen anybody else crying along the trail? (laughs) No, we see people that are hiking and they look much more comfortable and happy. But the yeah. adjustment when you found the right trail, it uh, helped your cause quite a bit. Yeah. It, yeah. Definitely following the ro- roads or the path for bikes is smarter. Um, but yeah, the, we've seen a lot of people. Um, I, don't, I wouldn't say about a lot, but quite a few hikers along the trail and have only talked to a couple, talked to a couple today from California actually they were going the opposite direction but we chatted with them while we're eating our lunch Uh, Mm. but yeah you don't we've only seen what three four other bikers yeah yeah so they're always kicking around so they're a rare (laughs) you're a rare breed over there then yeah (laughs) yeah the bikers all seem to have a little bit more juice in their motor than Ashton and I so far yeah they're always like giving us a little push on the uphill yeah, but we're we're just hitting our stride, so no worries. Good. And this uh, family uh, that you stayed with, and you say they spoke good English, so you uh, got to chat a little bit. Was the bulk of this chat about your plight, your sorrow, your adventure, or was that something they already knew about or tell me how that share went. I really don't think we actually went into a lot of detail of our journey. I feel like we talked more about their culture and language and um, I don't know. That, yeah. I feel like that was the biggest part of our I would say well, like the first night also, I think my dad was a little bit of a zombie mm-hmm. kind of just trying to survive <laughs> still um, overcoming True. the sickness. 
And so we're we're pretty tired still that day. But yeah, then or wait, that was all the same day. I guess <laughs> the last night we had some nice conversations yeah. learning about the Basque culture. Yeah. Like we went through a walk through the town and got to know a little bit more about that. I had an interview. That was weird. Oh yeah. And then Ashton had to take a break for an interview. Oh, at nine PM. Good. Yeah. So I guess I meant so, to ask if uh Braden, do you talk about Braden? Is that part of the um, conversation or is that kind of your story's all right right now without having to bring that up? Yeah, we really didn't. Um, it didn't come up and we didn't bring it up. We're talking to the family last night. Um, yeah, and I don't know if they know and maybe they do. I and mean, we talked a little bit about family and stuff like that i see um yeah it didn't it didn't really didn't really go there i don't think there was really an opportunity naturally for us to kind of go there either right yeah well good 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 yeah but it is you know when we're going through the the hard times um ashton made these signs that go on the front of our handlebars that say do good and for Braden Caldwell and has some stuff about him and stuff like that. And so for me, when I am struggling, I look at that and go, okay, we got to keep trucking. And uh, that gives me inspiration. We talked a little bit about like, what would he most enjoy about this trip? Cause you know, he was a big adventure guy right. and loved the outdoors and biking and stuff like that. So I'm sure he would have had, Melt, meltdowns as well along the way <laughs> like we you know but uh i think he would have enjoyed the trip so far i don't know what do you think mm, i'd like to think that he would be impressed by me every once in a while <laughs> no, but i think that sometimes when i'm climbing i'm like frustrated i'm like Braden, you should be doing this <laughs> <laughs> like could you could you take like Jesus, take the wheel. Braden, take, take the, the handlebars. There you go. <laughs> Push <Yeah>. me up. <laughs> yeah, today I was impressed with Ashton, and today especially because it got really rainy, and we and we had some pretty good climbs, and we had a long stretch without any sort of like I don't know towns or anything like that, just in the mountains going through trails and stuff like that and uh it can be mentally challenging and so i don't know so it's right now it's kind of battling both the physical but also the mental because we have to kind of fight off looking too far forward and going oh i I need to get to this place you know Uh and that place is 30 miles away or 20 miles away you get too caught up in in the future and Mm -hmm. I try to remind myself, and I think this is also maybe a good just life analogy as well as like just um, enjoy each pedal stroke, if you will, you know, and even if it's a short pedal stroke because you're climbing or it's a long one and you're going downhill or whatever, it's like just try to be present in the pedal stroke, if you will. I love and that. I will. Get you, get you closer to the, to the to the destination, but if you're like, so focus on the destination. You kind of can get get you mentally kind of. I don't know. It yeah. makes it more challenging. I think. 
Yeah, I think even on the uphill, I was thinking about that today. Like, we'd have, our uphill wasn't extremely steep today, but there would be, like, long stretches of uphill. And if I set my eyesight up higher and I'm looking at the whole hill, um, it's a lot more challenging than if I'm looking 10 feet ahead and focused on each, kind of like you're saying, like, each pedal stroke. And I I was thinking about that today of, like, being present. And in biking, you're kind of forced to be present. Like, you you can only get to your destination by doing what's in front of you. Yeah. Nice. I love hearing that from both of you. It's a it's a beautiful uh, life lesson, a metaphor, I guess, um, of staying in the moment and not creating that expectation for the end of the day or the end of whatever plight you're on. So, uh, yeah. I am inspired by both of you, and when I think of Ashton decorating the bikes and you cruising through that place with these challenges, man, I I know that Braden is proud of that, and some something tells me that he's a part of it still, and I truly believe that. Yeah. And as you know, Mike, it took me a long time to get to the point where I could believe in that but uh, living through you guys seriously does uh, affect a lot more than just you so thank you for that and uh, what great stories I'm going to be smiling all day about uh, you two gringos with no effing clue (laughs) (laughs) and I remember asking you Mike uh do they look or do, do they look down on bikers or is the trail for bikers and you said no they no it wasn't for bikers and yes they do frown on bikers <laughs> but it sounds like they've been nothing but kind to you guys yeah i think that definitely the people that we've encountered they were like don't go up there you idiot like have been super kind <laughs> and like looking out for us is what we've said. yeah like like genuinely being like you should not do that. Uh, what a good feeling. Yeah. Nice. Because I think we had the mentality, or at least I did, is like, we're just going to go wherever the trail takes us, and it's going to be hard. And, and But there's places like doing hard things is what we expect, but doing things that <laughs> are like borderline impossible or we're not like <laughs> for that first day. <laughs> and so I'm glad. So there, I think there is a lot of, lot of life lessons in this and that, you know, I haven't totally consolidated all those in my mind, but there's, there's tons of them. Oh, it's just in four days, I think. And even just being like being able to adapt and flexible, like what we, you know, what I thought would be like, just follow the yellow, yellow arrows is like, no, that's not how you're going to be able to do this. You have to kind of figure out your own route and what makes the most sense to get from point A to point B. And like we already said, enjoy each pedal stroke as you go. And or sometimes it's hard to enjoy it, but like be present in the, in the pedal, pedal stroke. And um, yeah, and I could go on and on, but there's, there's, there's a lot. And, if we talk again in four days or five days or seven days, I think we'll have a whole other perspective of the of the journey so far. Right. After five days. You'll be semi-seasoned also on about uh, what you're doing. And so how many more days do you have till you put the bikes up? 
Um, depends on the day. About midday today, Ashton, I think, was ready just to hang him up tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Is there a flight out of that town, out of Bilbao? <laughs> just kidding. Um, well, our plan was to be in Finisterre, which is on the far west coast of, of Spain, just north of Portugal, on the 20th of August. And today is what day? The 4th? So we have 16 more days. I think we're in pretty good shape pace-wise now where we're at. Um, it's been fewer. We have to average about 30 miles a day overall to get there, which isn't bad. But the first four days, like up to now, has been a lot of, again, challenges, but also uphill and, and more. And so we haven't done as many miles mm-hmm. on this first leg. But now looking at the kind of the terrain and the maps, I think we should be able to do longer days, longer mileage days to kind of catch up some of that. But anyway, yeah, the 20th is basically our day to, our plan day to to hang up the bikes and then we fly back on the 23rd. Very good. Well, that's good news. Yeah. A good report from yeah. you too. Well, thanks. I hope to, to, to maybe connect again at least once before we're finished with this journey, maybe in a week or whatever. And but we'll, we'll figure that out and uh, keep you updated. How are things on the home front? In the 208? Everything's good in the 208. Lots of uh, high heat still. It's been the high 90s and a crazy storm most every night, you know, with the thunder and the wind. But uh, Jody and I just got back from the Eagle Cap Wilderness and had a hike, a spiritual hike up into this glacier and... Oh, it was so nice over there, like 70 degrees, which is hot and for the mountains. But uh, just the, I keep wondering how we're going to talk. Is this a separate trip from your Wallawa? No, trip? this is the Wallawa Lake trip. Okay. So and tell me more about this hike. Well, we didn't have any provisions, and we wanted to go off the beaten path so we set the clock for we were just gonna walk for 30 minutes and turn around and uh, so we looked at the map and went up for 30 minutes and there was no one out there hardly and the the geology that we encountered and I know I mentioned this on the air before I find it's pretty easy to connect with God out in nature and I'm telling you it was it was a spiritual hike and so we got up there didn't quite make it all the way to the top but close enough turned around and uh came back down and i don't know we keep i wonder how we keep topping last year's adventure but it we it just keeps getting more peaceful over there so yeah thanks for asking that was a a good trip now we're back to the high 90s. <laughs> <laughs> I've never really spent any time in the Eagle Cap, Florida. So someday, someday you'll have to give me a little bit of 101. So maybe I can do a backpacking trip there someday. Definitely should do that someday. And I went there with my parents uh, when I was 10 years old. And so 
and then we took Jace, started going there with our family. So this is fourth generation going to this uh, silly lake. But man, is it peaceful. You can see pretty near to the bottom, even if you're way out in the middle of the lake, it's just blue and chilling. Cold, cold. Cold, cold, yes. But with global warming, with global warming, uh, we've been able to, you can get in the last couple of years. I wasn't able to do so as a child or even uh, early adult, but the last couple of years I've been able to get in and it doesn't seem as cold. But yeah, put that on your list. You would love the the backpack part of that. Yeah, that sounds great. Cool, man. Well, I give my best to the family and uh, hope to connect again in a few days. All right. Thanks again for the stories and the inspiration and the check-in. And I wish you guys continued success. Thanks for joining us. Peace. All right. Peace out. Bye, Paul. Bye.